Good morning. Uh, this Wednesday, we will resume our midweek service at 2 p.m., and followed by our Bible study at 2.30, and we will be starting Paul's letter to Titus. And as always, these uh, midweek services, they always last one hour, half hour for worship, half hour for Bible study. So if you're available, I'd invite you to come and try it out sometime. Our first reading for this, the sixth Sunday of Easter, is from the 17th chapter of Acts. While Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers also conversed with him. And some said, what does this babbler wish to say? Others said, he seems to be a preacher of foreign divinities because he was preaching Jesus and the resurrection. And they took hold of him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting, for you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. Now all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, Being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading is from the third chapter of 1 Peter. Now who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you, 
for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey, when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes young children can be very scared when a parent goes away, even for a short time. For example, maybe a mother has to step out to do some shopping. Nothing too long, just an hour or so. But for some children, they will ask mom all kinds of questions like, where are you going? Or can I come with you? And then they will ask maybe the most important question of all. When will you come back? Sometimes a mother may be very touched by this. Other times... A mother may feel a bit annoyed being asked 30 questions when she just wants to step out of the house for an hour. But for this child, this is very serious. Mommy is leaving. Even if it's just for an hour, mommy is still leaving. Where are you going? Can I come with you? When will you come back? There's a bit of curiosity in what that child asks, but more than anything, there is some fear. They don't want to be left alone. As a child, they're scared of being left. So that's why they ask, where are you going? Can I come with you? When will you come back? 
What's interesting is you don't have to be a child to ask these questions. Sometimes you can be a grown-up and ask the same questions. Sometimes you can be a full-grown man and still ask these questions. And that's exactly what the disciples were asking Jesus in our gospel. In our gospel reading, it's Monday, Thursday. They're in the upper room. Jesus tells the disciples he will be leaving soon. And they basically ask him the same questions a child would ask their mom or dad before they leave. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, where are you going? Then Peter said to him, Lord, can I follow you? When will you come back? It was sweet. Like little children, the disciples did not want to be far away from Jesus. But as with a little child, there was also a little bit of fear. They did not want to be left alone. They were afraid of being separated from Jesus and basically being orphaned. If Jesus left, they would have no connection to their heavenly father. They would lose Jesus, their big brother. They would be all alone in this world. The disciples were starting to feel like Jesus was abandoning them, leaving them, making them orphans, going somewhere better without them. So like little children, they ask a lot of questions. Where are you going? Can I come with you? When will you come back? Those are the same questions we may wonder ourselves about Jesus. We don't know what the future holds in our lives. But one thing we do know, we don't like living life alone. We don't like living life separated from Jesus. We don't like feeling as if he is God and we are here all by ourselves. And we can't feel by ourselves sometimes. For example, we may pray for better health sometimes. Or we may pray for something to change in our spiritual lives And we may not feel like we're answered the way we want. And we can feel alone. Like small children, we can feel like we've been left to fend for ourselves sometimes. We have the promise Jesus will come back. But we don't know when. So we may feel like little children left all alone as if we have no one to clothe and feed us. So we have to do that ourselves. Take care of ourselves until that day when Jesus does come back. And we may feel really alone when we're sick. When we are really suffering with a disease. And we can especially feel alone when we're dying. We can feel especially lonely sometimes in those moments as if we are all by ourselves. Where are you going? Can I come with you? When will you come back? I think it's okay to view ourselves like little children sometimes. 
It doesn't really matter if we are 80 years old or eight days old. Because from God's perspective, we are all still his children. And it doesn't matter if we are grown men or women. In God's eyes, you're still a child. It doesn't matter if you're a teenager who's becoming an adult. From God's perspective, you will always be a dearly loved child to him. And that is very important for us to say. God is your father. And also very important for us to be reminded, you are God's child. Because you have not been abandoned. You have not been orphaned. You have not been left alone to fend for yourself. Remember when the disciples were worried about Jesus leaving and basically wondered, where are you going? Can I come with you? When will you come back? Jesus said something to them to comfort them. And what Jesus said should comfort all of us as well. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. A person may become an orphan if their parents die. A person may become an orphan if they have no one to care for them in this world. But your heavenly father has not died. The Holy Spirit has not died. And even Jesus who did die on the cross has risen from the dead and came back to life again. And that is why Jesus rose from the dead on Easter Sunday. That is why he came back to life again. He rose from the dead so you will not be an orphan. He rose from the dead so you will never be left alone. Jesus could never leave you alone in this world. And he never will. He loves you too much. And he's always caring for you. When a child is left alone at home for a little while, they may worry. A child may worry about all kinds of things. They may worry how they would clothe or feed themselves if their mom or dad does not come back. But you have not been left alone to care for yourself. Hasn't Jesus clothed you? Hasn't Jesus baptized you and covered you in white garments of his holiness and his righteousness? You're not left naked trying to cover yourself. You are fully clothed in Christ. And Christ dresses you every single day in this world. So you can be ready to live your life as a Christian in this world. Every single day. And you certainly don't have to worry about what to feed yourself. Jesus Christ is here to feed you. And he feeds you his own body and blood to be near you. To fill you with the very sacrifice on that cross that saved you. Even throughout our days of the week, Jesus continues to feed you. With his word. 
He feeds your heart with his promises and the scriptures so that we can always taste and believe all of the wonderful things God has done for us through Christ. God is very present and very active in your life every single day. And maybe the greatest time Jesus is here, the closest time Jesus is here, is when we are sick, when we are dying. In those moments, we are not alone. It is especially during those hardest moments in our lives when Jesus reminds us that we have not been left alone as orphans. And we are certainly not going to be left alone to die as orphans. Because you have a life right now that is mingled together with Christ's life. You have that life right now. And because Jesus lives, so will you. Because Jesus rose from the dead, so will you. And because he lives forever... So will you. You are no orphan. The very opposite. When we die in this world, that is the moment Christ has his arms wrapped around us the most. Holding on to us. Clinging tightly to us. Reminding us of his eternal promise. That whoever believes in me will never die. Not a single one of you here is an orphan. Not a single one of you here is alone. How could you be? You belong to Christ. You belong to him. And Jesus does not part very easily with his children. He cares about you too much. He continues to come to you. In the word and the sacraments. And he will do this faithfully for you. Every single day of your life. This is how he stays close to you. This is how Christ wraps his arms around all of us. And holds us tightly. He always has. And he always will. Because you are no orphan. You are God's child. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.